Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. God is doing amazing things in our midst. He's always showing up night after night, day after day, night after night. He just, he just keeps showing up and doing what only God can do. And Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 20 that he sent his word and healed them of their diseases. He sent his word. He sent. So when God wants to do something for you, what would he do? He will send a word. That's why we do not want to hinder the flow of God's word. Because God does not do outside his word. Bible says the, the, the seed is the word of God. Luke chapter 8 verse 11. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. I mean everything. The seed is in everything. Or the, uh, the greatness of everything is in its seed. And Bible says that every tree brought forth fruit after its kind. And it starts with the seed. So, the seed is the word of God. If you want to see God, then you have to get the word. And when the word comes, his works follow. When God speaks, we're sure. And the works are showing, showing. They are showing so beautifully. They are showing so amazingly. They are showing so supernaturally and powerfully. They are showing. The word of God is, is, is amazing. The word is accomplishing unusual work. He said, the Messiah, whose son is he? whose son? Then they said, the son of David. He said, yeah, you're right, but you, are, you have left. This is not all that you know. There's a mystery about his sonship. Then he said, if he's the son of David, why did David call him Lord? They couldn't answer him anymore because they missed the point. You can know him as the son of David, but until you know him as the son of God, you cannot be saved. Until you believe in him as the son of God, you cannot be saved. Tell those people who are ranting and making a lot of noise in other religions about the sonship, the godness of Christ. They, you, you can't, no man can be saved outside of that fact. Okay? He said, for there is no name, Acts 4, 11, for there is no name given under heaven amongst men by which, verse 12, by which we might be, we might be saved. For nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no there is no, he said, no salvation, any other. Any other means any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. How do you get saved? By believing that Jesus is the Son of God. If you don't believe that he says, the Messiah, the Christ, whose son is he? Jesus asked them this question. The Messiah, whose son is he? This is Jesus' own question. The Messiah, the Christ, whose son is he? In John chapter 30, uh, 20, verse 30, it says that there are so many things that Jesus did, but they were not written because there are no books to contain it. And truly, Jesus do, did, uh, uh, did many other signs in the presence, not secretly. There were eyewitnesses which are not written. In this book, it's not in this book. Look, this book. There are many other things Jesus did which are not written in this book. Verse 31 is, is the key one. 
But these are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Christ and not just the Christ, the Son of God. And believing you have, you be, you have eternal life in his name or you'll be saved. So it's not every believing that brings salvation. <laughs> no, no, no. Believing that the church is a good place to go for blessings doesn't bring salvation. <laughs> it can set you on a journey that can favor you potentially. But believing that a pastor is anointed doesn't bring salvation. Even believing that the Bible is the word of God doesn't bring salvation. The only thing that brings salvation is believing that Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah and the son of the living God. And then believing this, you have life. Believing this, you have life. Any other belief does not bring life. I don't believe, somebody may say, I don't believe God exists. No life. I believe there is God, still no life. I believe there are many gods, no life. I believe uh, Christians are good people, no life. I believe a pastor is a good man, no life. Those things, are some of them might be good, but it, there's only one thing. There's no other name. No other way. Be, so I've said believing that Jesus is the Christ. And not just that the Christ, the, the Christ, the Jews, what the Jews knew about the Christ, but the, the Christ that heaven gives us, that he is the son of God. Son of the living God. The Christ whose son is he. I'm happy to let you know the, the Christ is the word. Christ is the word. And the word is God's seed for your testimony. And so as we big up, let me use this terminology. As we big up Christ, big up, big him up, big up, big up, big up Jesus, big up, big up, big up Jesus. As we big him up, he gets the chance to show his bigness in our lives and in our midst. And that's exactly what we have been doing. That's purpose of praise and worship is to give him, return glory to him and let him know that he's the only one who is the biggest amongst us. And as we do that, he's more important than our reputation. He's more important than our feelings. He's more important than our needs. He's more important than our ego. Ego. He's more important than anything. He's more important than our information. He's, he's the ultimate. And when that becomes the focus of our worship, he becomes big in our midst and he creates the platform for him to do whatever God can do in our midst. And thank God, he's still throwing his weight about in our midst because he keeps speaking. And as long as we allow him to keep speaking his word through us and the word is coming, then his works will show. So a word, oh, a word is coming for you tonight. A word. He sent a word and enlightened Jacob. He sent a word to Israel and enlightened Jacob. <laughs> he sent his word. He sent his word to uh, Jacob and enlightened. He sent his word. The Lord sent a word into Jacob and it has lighted up Israel. I, I believe I'm speaking to a Jacob today who is representing your family and your community as uh, your community being Israel. 
your family being I'm, I believe I am speaking to a Jacob today. The Lord sent a word into Jacob and it lighted up, it lighted upon Israel. Sent a word. In Psalm, as I quoted earlier on, Psalm 107, verse, verse 20, he sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word and healed them. He said, I don't have to go. That is why when that man said to Jesus, just send your word, speak your word, my servant. The man, Jesus, I have not seen any faith like this in Israel. And then he turned to the man in, in Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. He turned to the man and said that, go your way as you have believed. So be it unto you. Ah, Jesus said to them, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. You see, sometimes if you don't take it, you miss the details, the fine details. He said, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. What did he believe? He said, a word is enough. Oh, he said, he said that, watch this. He said, I am not worthy. All right, verse 9. Verse 18, I said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Many people think that for God to bless you or God to be able to manifest his power in your life is based on your good, just your good works. How nice, how a nice person you have been. No, it's, it's based on how a believing person you have been. <laughs> how a believing person you have been. How a man or a woman of faith you have been. Peter said to the people in Acts chapter um, 13, sorry, chapter 3, verse somewhere 13 and 14 and 15. He said, why are you looking at us as though we have done this miracle by our own power or holiness? <laughs> he said, oh, why look so intent at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk. No, it's not our power. It's faith. Look at what he said. He said, but it is faith. Faith through his name has made him faith through the name of Jesus Christ in the, in the chapter 4 when he was telling them the story, verse 16 actually rather. said, and his name, through faith in his name has made this man strong. So it's not our holiness or our godliness or our power. A pastor doesn't have a power. If any pastor who tells you has a power, run away from him. Any power who tells you I have power to do, pastor who says I have power, run away for your dear life. Satan is using him. I don't have power. I am as powerless as I can think of anything. But as I allow God's word to flow through me, the flow of God's word is what stirs up his power towards whoever is listening. So there are times a pastor can be preaching and he's genuine, his heart is open, and the word is flowing and the word is healing others, but he himself might not be healed because he also has to believe the word he's delivering. Hey, we all, he said, the profit of the earth is for all. Even the king, I think Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 9. Even the king is profited thereof, or is saved by it. The profit of the earth, the, the profit of the land is for all. Even the king is saved from the field. The profit. So, in other words, benefits in life is available for whosoever. So when it comes to the things of God, don't say, as for me, because of this, or because of this, my background, because you have to use the word to change your foreground. Your background is already back, but your foreground is more important. Use the word. So the man said, I am not worthy. Peter then said, it's not by our power. It's not by our goodness. 
And the man said, I am not worthy. But look at this. An unworthy man received an, a worthy miracle. How can an unworthy man receive such notable miracle? He's not, he said, I am not worthy. If Jesus can't come to your house, why should his miracle come? He said, I'm not worthy. He said it so clear. He said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. I don't know what he has been doing in his house. How many, how many of God's laws he's been breaking in his house? I am not worthy. I am not worthy. I know someone is listening to me. You have been through so much and Satan has managed to convince you that you are not worthy of deliverance. You are not worthy of healing. You are not worthy of freedom. But I, 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 I beg to differ. The word, if you can believe the word, if you can believe the word, if you can believe in Jesus Christ and his word, hallelujah. He said, I'm not worthy. Only speak the word and my servant shall be, shall be healed. We'll be healed. Speak the word. Jesus marveled. Then Jesus, if you, can you imagine? A human being speaks in a way that God is surprised. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus, when Jesus said, he was so, hey, wow. What? Oh, so why would Jesus be surprised if he know, knew everything? He was operating as man and he kind of, this is impressive. He said, wow. And he said to those who follow, now he used the man to teach his disciples who were following. Assuredly, I said, I have not found what? Such great what? Faith. Oh. So the man's talking amounted to faith and a great one. Ah, oh, okay. What did he do? He just came and said, my servant is sick. Come and heal him. He says, I'm coming. He said, no, 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 please. Please, please, please. I beg you. I beg. Jesus, I beg. I beg. <laughs> I beg. I beg. Please don't come. Don't come. Now, the focus was not so much on the problems in his house or the, on what the, the unholiness in his house as it is the, his faith in what Jesus says is so. Okay? So the focus was not his unworthiness, but his, the focus was how he could, he could dare believe that if Jesus even speaks, it's enough. Yeah. Someone, someone say, your word is, is enough, oh God. Your word is enough. That's what the guy said. Your word is enough. Jesus said, that's faith. Faith is talking now. Faith is talking. Said, Actually, this is great faith. Great faith is the faith that doesn't, is not just based on any other thing but what God has said. That's enough. That's great faith. So you are saying everything seems negative, but what, all you know is you have God's word. That's enough. You don't care about all the negative. You believe that it's so, it's so, it will happen, it will happen. That is great faith. And he said, your word is enough. Jesus said, I've never seen great faith. Not, not, no, not in Israel. And the Jesus in verse 13 said to the man, as you have believed, Oh, so his, his believing is the faith. His believing. As you have believed, he said, you, you have defined how it should work for you. Okay. As you have believed, so let it be to, not to me, not to them, to you. Listen, your mother's situation requires you to believe. Yeah. The condition at home, the conditions with your family, your background complications, sister, you don't have time to be pick, nitpicking on phonetics or grammar of the singer or the preacher or the one there is one sharing the testimony. You don't have time to fix your eyes on the hairstyle of the test, uh, testifier. You don't have that because what is at home needs you to fix your eyes, set your faith 
on Jesus' word. As you are hearing, just you have to be like a word hunter. You are, you are trying to hunt for a word that meets your situation. Seals the testimony you are looking for. When you want a testimony, what should you do? Look for a word. Oh, I feel like preaching. Sometimes go to the Bible. Take your Bible. Start searching. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. And then get some anointed messages. Because God has a way of putting his power behind the anointed messages. Please, you have to know that. It's not as every message that delivers any stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 you should know. Some of you should know that by now because you have been around for a long time. So you have to look for some anointed message and saturate your house. Saturate your house with the message. Keep playing it. 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 Sometimes enough of the music. I'm not saying music is wrong. But sometimes on the pastor, it's gospel music. How much can you message can you hear through just one song? I'm not saying it's bad, it's good. Okay, they are all good. But sometimes you just need concentrate. You just need a concentrated word. So songs are good, but sometimes the word content cannot be as condensed. <laughs> so sometimes, listen, sometimes switch off the music and switch on a message. Oh, yes. Naturally, we all like music. So sometimes, even if it is not feeding you, we just like, ah, it's so nice. Yeah. If you are looking for God in a certain way, sometimes you might play one or two songs because there are some songs that are quite very anointed. You play, it sets you, it sets a certain mood. It helps you to tune in. So it's okay. There are times you might have to play one or two songs, but not too much. Try to play one or open your word. And then get, get preached. After you finish, let, let message be playing. Keep playing the message. Keep, if you are believing God for healing, listen to a message we preach on healing. If you hear bad news and your faith is down and you feel like giving up, listen to a message on faith. Listen to a message on faith. If crisis has hit you or marital issue, listen to a message that can build, boost your confidence in God. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, 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 you, you just have to saturate yourself with the word. If you are looking for a testimony, hunt for a word. If you want for a testimony, if you want a testimony, look for a word. Look for a word. You know, sometimes you even are uh, behind time. But you need to find that little pin to hold your hair. You know what I'm talking about. Other than that, it will be a disaster if you go out. A small pin. But that small pin, so you are searching. At least sometimes you have a few around. Now this time you can't find, you have to keep searching. Where is, where is my pin? You keep searching, you keep searching. Anytime you come to church, don't search for anything. Don't be looking at who is on the Zoom or who is not on Zoom. Is that your job? Unless it's your part of your, your assignment and your, your, your service in the house of God. But when you come, look for one thing. You are looking for a word. Look, when the person is coming, when the brother or the sister is leading the prayer, open your ears. Ask the coach the scriptures. But don't wait for a pastor to come. Because sometimes your word might not be in the mouth of the pastor. Your word might be in the service, but it might be in the mouth of the praise and worship leader. It's sometimes your word might be in the mouth of the one who is leading prayer. Some of us who don't like to attend prayer. No, 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 no. It's not for us. It's not for us. The pastor should come and conjure and say, receive it and, and declaration and declare. No, that most of the declarations happen during the prayer. So God will minister in your spirit, to your spirit before pastor comes. And suddenly pastor feels, hmm. The sister is receiving something. It's receiving something. Some, because you, God has prepared you for that moment. God is a God of preparation. I keep saying, even the whale that swallowed Jonah was prepared. God is a God of preparation. The Bible says, God has prepared a big fish to swallow Jonah. 
God will prepare everything. He prepared, he said, prepare God of preparation. So before he brings you to this point, he has been working on you. Maybe that's why you lost your job. Maybe that's why you heard that news. Maybe a lot of things that are happening in your life, if you can turn, turn your eyes, focus, fix, and focus your eye on God, you will find out that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Somebody shout hallelujah. When they ask you, what are you doing? When someone is distracted, you say, please, please, I'm looking for a word. When you have the word, when you have God's word, you cannot be trailing back in life. When you have God's word, you will be on time, or you will be at par or ahead. But you cannot be the tail when the word is inside you. Because the word will tell you, this is, this is the way, walk ye in it. The word will put you ahead. The word of God will put you ahead. When you want a testimony, when you want a miracle, when you want a blessing, what should you do? The word will come in different packages. Different packages. Some of it, it will come as instruction. Some of it, it will come as encouragement. But some of it, it will come as a rebuke. Some of it, it will come as a prophetic word. Some of it, it will come as some direction or a revelation. Oh, okay, I never knew saw it like this. Some of it, it will come as a major conviction. Something catch your heart. Ooh! Why did I ever do this to my mom, to my husband, to my wife, to my pastor, to my, why did I, to my leader? Something, it, the, so the word will come. Don't only look for a word that makes you, <laughs> oh, this is sweet. No, no, that's for children. Children are the only ones. Children only look for sweets. But you can't live on sweets. Come on. In fact, the older you are, the far away you try, you're supposed to stay away from sweets. Or you stay from sweets. Just stay, the older you are. And the earlier you stay away from sweets, the better it is for your health. But you have to look for a word. And when you're looking for a word, don't be looking. Bible says, time is coming. When people have itchy ears. I think 2 Timothy chapter 4, or verse 4, 3, verse 4, or... The first one, the three, four, three, three, four, it's somewhere there. It's always definitely four. There must be four and three somewhere. Yeah. Timothy four three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, you see, don't look for a word based on your own desires. Carnal, carnal instincts. The things that are so you say, as for me, these are the kind of this is the kind of music I like. Oh, I, do, I like this music. This is the kind of preaching I like. Is it the kind of message you need? <laughs> you should be thinking about the kind of message you need because the way you are going, running your life, you will fail. You need a preaching that can tell you wake up early, work hard, and wake up early, work hard. Look, you are failing exam and you are saying, I'm praying. So you need a preaching that will drill some common sense for exam, passing exam. Okay, simple. How do you pass exam? You just study and prepare for exam. It needs a preaching. That would just do that. So there are different things. God will send a message your way based on what you need for your next testimony. And, and because of that, it is necessary you open up your heart. And then don't, it says they will, a time is coming when they will have itchy ears. And they will heap teachers. They shall, uh, uh, because they have because they have itching ears, they will heap 
up for themselves, teachers. They, they, a, a, a certain type of teachers, and it's for themselves, that make them feel good about themselves. But the point I'm making is that when you need a testimony, look for a word. You must be a word hunter. You pay rapt attention. You're waiting. You're waiting. Other things are off. Other things, other gadgets are off. That will distract you from the word. They are off. You must be a word hunter. A word hunter. You must be a certified bona fide word hunter. You are always looking for a word. When you are in crisis, you are looking for a word. When you are in good times, you are looking for a word. When you are in bad times, you are looking for a word. When you are in peace times, you are looking every time. Oh, you have one focus. I'm looking for a word. Jesus, send me a word. Send me every morning, every day. You have to pray this prayer. Send me your word. And I receive grace to work with the word you send me. Send me a word. Send me a word, O oh Lord. Send me my word, O oh Lord. Send me my word, O oh Lord. Because there's a word and there's your word. Until his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tried him. Talking about Jacob. Sorry, Joseph. Psalm 105, verse 17, 18. Until his word. There is a word and there's your word. God will send a word. But it becomes your word when you know this is for me and you receive it. Until the time that his word came. The word of the Lord tried him. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.